Welcome to OCDQ Radio, a podcast from OCDQ Blog. Obsessive Compulsive Data Quality. OCDQ Radio is a vendor neutral podcast about data quality and its related disciplines, including data governance, master data management, and business intelligence. OCDQ Radio is produced and hosted by Jim Harris, the blogger in chief at Obsessive Compulsive Data Quality. OCDQBlog.com. On this episode of OCDQ Radio, we're going to discuss open source business intelligence, which is why I'm thrilled to be joined by a very special guest. Lindsay Wise is the president and founder of Wise Analytics, an independent analyst firm and consultancy specializing in business intelligence for small and mid-sized organizations. For more than 10 years, Lindsay Wise has assisted clients in business systems analysis, software selection, and implementation of enterprise applications. Lindsay Wise conducts regular research studies, consults, writes articles, and speaks about how to implement a successful business intelligence approach and improving the value of business intelligence within organizations. Lindsay Wise, welcome to OCDQ Radio. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me. Well, we're excited to have you on today because you are the author of a new book called Using Open Source Platforms for Business Intelligence. Why don't we start out with some definitions so people understand what we're talking about. Start with business intelligence because that's kind of a wide topic area. So how would you define what business intelligence is? One of the things that I always like to do is simplify things because in the market in general, I deal with a lot of SMBs and they're coming from the business aspect. So the way I like to define business intelligence, which is probably a lot broader than a lot of other people, is just the concept of making technology work better for people in the sense of gaining visibility and being able to manage performance. So obviously you think of your traditional dashboards and reports and interactive analytical tools, but to me that's just one of the aspects of getting information and decision management to work for a company. So when I think of business intelligence, I really think of all of the people and processes and technologies that go into it. But obviously, for the purposes of the book and when we define from an analyst perspective business intelligence, then it really is that technology that supports people in making better decisions. I have to admit, maybe showing my age, but I remember when it used to be called decision support systems, well, I still have a tendency to look at the decision enabling aspects of business intelligence. But is there anything that we would or should exclude from business intelligence in terms of the business enabling technology that you think this doesn't really fit under that umbrella? I honestly wish that business intelligence was looked at more broadly. So when you think of different collaboration or even alerting for complex event processing and all of that, ideally I wish that that was all within business intelligence. But when we look at it from a market perspective, A lot of times it's exactly as you mentioned in terms of the reports and the analytic and the data integration portions and building up a data warehouse. So in terms of really market definitions, it's really the software that support those efforts in terms of the decision support as it used to be called. But it really is those technology portions that supply that. Before we go any further, let's find the other key concept that we're going to talk about, and that is open source. So before we get into open source specifically for business intelligence, let's make sure everyone has a decent working definition of what open source means. On a broad- 
broad level and down to the basics, open source is essentially providing free source code so that developers can take free source code and tweak or develop their own application. However, within the business intelligence world, it's a little bit different because many of the solutions available have kind of a two-tiered approach. So when you're looking at business intelligence open source, there is that access to free source code and free software, but it's generally in a more limited way than general open source, just because there's a two-tiered approach to open source business intelligence solutions with one being a commercial approach whereby there are more robust solutions that are built on the source code. But in general, if you want the free version, you're getting a less finalized product. I think a lot of people, when they think of open source, they think of a broader definition of free and open source software. And I think most people stop at the free part. Oh, it's stuff I don't have to pay for. Because <laughs> some people, when they try to talk about leveraging open source and whether you want to get down into doing the programming, which we can get to in a bit, is an important differentiation from proprietary software. I think a lot of especially small and medium-sized businesses gravitate towards the free part because it's something that they can use without having to dedicate any money to, but that's obviously not the best way to pick any solution just based on price. But when the price is zero in terms of the free versions of open source, so do you see a lot of people focusing more on the free part than the source code part of open source? Yeah, it's interesting because during writing the book, I spoke with a lot of developers and they like the idea of the free source code, not because of the cost, but because of the flexibility so that they can develop and design their own solutions. They can tweak it and really create what they want. It's almost being more creative and having more control. But when you talk to the business side, a lot of them, if it's in nonprofit or government or different areas, they like the idea of free and then they don't realize that you might have free software, but when you look at development and if you need support and a bunch of different areas, it's not as free as you think. Yeah, I think the appeal of commercial off-the-shelf software is that even though it's more expensive, it comes with functionality that has some customization that you can do without needing to be a programmer. And COTS is sort of the opposite of the bespoke in-house solution where you need to have a dedicated team of developers. And if you're a smaller company, you might not really have an actual IT shop who could even do any type of custom coding for you. And then that might be why they look at the free and open source software as a solution. But free can end up being a lot more expensive when it comes to customization or needing to do anything with it other than what it comes with out of the box. So is there a lot of functionality available in open source that you can leverage without having to be a programmer? I guess it really depends on the solution. From my perspective, it's obviously ideal if you're leveraging the community versions of open source that you are a programmer, just because of the fact that then you can go back to your community of other developers and really get feedback and work with them there. But within business intelligence, because there's a two-tiered approach to that, a lot of the commercial solutions will provide more of the features and the robustness that you might need and probably don't need that same level of development because there will be more of that traditional BI implementation, at least from everything that I've learned in all of the research I've done, that you really do require at least some programming knowledge or depending on what type of solution you're using that you really do have the knowledge on how these things work and how to develop or customize solutions. 
Well, before we get into more specifics on business intelligence, one other point, and sometimes, especially in the early days when proprietary software vendors was fighting back the wave of open source, they criticized the community collaboration model as saying that it was going to produce you know, less stable software and be a lot more difficult for you to come up with a viable solution, whereas proprietary software, it follows more software development lifecycle best practices and testing and make sure that there is consistent version control and you're working with something that's a lot more stable, whereas with the community, you end up having a lot of forking in the code, so to speak, in terms of lots of different versions of the same underlying open source code, which can make it very difficult to establish any type of standard. Now, that's a little bit overstated because proprietary software vendors want you to buy their stuff. But is there a drawback to the collaborative community of open source working against you in terms of establishing standards? Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because a lot of the vendors themselves will create their own standardized source code so that when you're working with those or whatever updates are made, that they might be made based on the contributions, but there's a standard versioning process. Whereas obviously, as you mentioned, then you get your hands on this code and you start playing around with it and it could turn into anything. So on the one hand, there's that flexibility, but on the other hand, you're right. When you want to go back and get support and maybe more support, there's the issue of how much do you support when things have been changed so much. So with traditional or proprietary software, a lot of software vendors will say essentially, here's the code and if you get into things and change things, we don't support this. Whereas with at least the community version, a lot of times there will be collaboration where multiple organizations can actually work together, not necessarily on a whole project, but if they have like features or certain things that they want to create that are overarching of one specific industry or a specific need, then they can do that. But it, it becomes an issue in terms of if you have hundreds of different versions out there, then how do you really create a systematic approach and how do you know what to implement into the next version? But obviously, over time, the vendors themselves have developed a method to make sure that they're taking into account the most used features and capabilities as they keep increasing their open source version. Off on a slight tangent, it, it's a bit of almost an issue of control versus collaboration. It's not a BI example, but Apple versus Android in terms of their mobile computing platforms. Apple is the antithesis of open source. They are an incredibly closed company that has very tight control over the operating system platform that they're using. And there are APIs that developers can use to build applications for that platform, but they have complete control over whether an app goes live. Whereas Android has an open source platform, which allows for much richer engagement with the community, but it also creates a lot of different versions of Android that don't necessarily work well with each other. So there is sort of a chaos of open source versus the order of, for lack of a better term, closed source, which is almost like a philosophical argument between which one of those two approaches is better. From my perspective, not necessarily when you're looking at Apple and Android, but when you're looking at enterprise software, I will admit that when I went into this project and I talked to a lot of companies, I thought that open source was really great. And then what I came away with at the end was that it's really great for some companies and not others. So there will be companies that will thrive in that openness and that thrive using open source. And then there are other companies that should probably not. So I don't really think open source is either good or bad. It is what it is. 
but it also depends on the organization that's using it and what they're using it for. You're listening to OCDQ Radio, a vendor-neutral podcast about data quality and its related disciplines from the Obsessive Compulsive Data Quality blog produced by Jim Harris. Visit ocdqblog.com forward slash podcast to find ways to subscribe to OCDQ Radio and get links to the blog post summaries of every episode. You'll also find ways to contact me, Jim Harris, if you're interested in being a guest on the show or if you would like to discuss sponsorship opportunities. So be sure to visit ocdqblog.com forward slash podcast for more information about OCDQ Radio. And now, back to the show. On this episode of OCDQ Radio, we are discussing open source business intelligence with special guest Lindsay Wise, author of the book, Using Open Source Platforms for Business Intelligence. Before the break, we had covered some preliminary definitions for business intelligence and open source. As the discussion continues, we'll focus more on open source specifically for business intelligence. You had mentioned earlier that when we talk more specifically about open source for business intelligence, that there's really a two-tiered approach. So could you explain a little bit more about what those two tiers are? Sure. In general, there's the community software and the commercial software. So the community software is what we've been discussing in relation to having free source code where you can just download the product and run with it. And then the commercial version is, in essence, open source BI vendors trying to monetize their solutions by creating more robust, out-of-the-box, traditional BI offerings that can be used by organizations that might not implement open source. So the difference between these two, in a lot of cases, is the features and functionality that organizations have access to in terms of many of the community versions right now are almost dumbed-down versions of the commercial software. So when you see different webinars and different presentations from a lot of the open-source vendors, what they're showing you isn't necessarily what you're going to get if you just download their software because the features and functions are more limited than they would be in the commercial offering. And a lot of times, the way in which vendors choose which one free or which ones to pay for are is the fact that there's certain business needs that become very common and that are required for the business, and they want to be able to make solutions more out-of-the-box or self-service friendly, as opposed to a lot of the free source code is still very developer-dependent or IT maintenance and development-dependent. I think one of the fundamental advantages of that model, having the community and commercial tiers, is that it makes it a lot easier for people to try before you buy. Even though the community version will have limited functionality and might not have all of the wonderful things you would see in the demo, you can at least try it out and see if it has, with the functionality that's in the community edition, something that might be able to meet your needs before committing budgetary dollars to purchasing the software. Definitely. The argument to that, though, is the fact that now many business intelligence vendors also enable trial versions. The difference, though, is that you can take an open source community version and run with it if you're developing it and then later choose to add on services or add on functionality by going commercial. But there's definitely that option that you can probably move further with it in an open source environment more broadly than you can with traditional trial version of software. 
And the data quality space has been a few vendors that have tried to fight back in a way against open source by making some components of their products free. So like data profiling, for example, is something that some closed source proprietary software vendors are giving away in order to try to overcome that free or no upfront cost for engaging with the software. And then if they want to then get that customer to become a customer and actually buy a fuller data quality or master data management suite, they have that relationship established, but it's still proprietary software. Just to use them as an example, since I mentioned data profiling, that's the opposite of what Talon does with their open profiler. You know, it is a community version which gives you about maybe 80% of the functionality of what the commercial version of the data quality suite would provide in terms of data profiling. And then if you decided to upgrade to the commercial version, you're getting access to the full suite, but you're also already involved in the development environment more than you would be with a proprietary software where you're basically just a user or a super user of the tool. Right, definitely. So it seems like, and this is just my own ignorance, it seems like business intelligence is relatively new to the open source market. Am I wrong about that? Well, it's interesting because open source business intelligence has been around for a long time, but at the same time, it was more falling into the realm of strictly open source community. Whereas probably about five years ago, I don't know what changed in the market specifically, but then open source BI vendors started engaging more with the BI audience to develop awareness around branding and what they could offer those companies. So slowly, as they started developing their products and services and focusing more on commercial aspects as well, their branding or the awareness of these companies started to increase. And then we started to find that certain organizations that were looking at new BI solutions or looking to increase their BI use would actually start comparing open source vendors with their traditional BI counterparts. And so over time, it's just that the open source vendors have developed more clout within the BI marketplace. But at the same time, it almost seems like as they're positioning themselves and developing features and functionality around their newer commercial offerings, they tend to be moving further and further away from that strictly open source model. Just to go back to data quality, there's a reason why data profiling was the first data quality function that got a lot of traction in open source because for all intents and purposes, it's kind of the easiest aspect of data quality. Are we seeing something similar in business intelligence? Are there more open source BI tools for particular aspects of business intelligence? That's a really good question. There definitely is that aspect that things that are easier to develop. But then there's also the features that are becoming more commercial are the ones that are more complicated not necessarily the dashboards and the reports themselves. It's more of what they're doing with the data. So in terms of the more complex or more variety of features or functions might be found in the commercial version, whereas the simpler functions, just as you were talking about with data profiling, will probably be found in this community open source version. People are trying to evaluate whether or not their organization is a good fit for open source business intelligence. What are some of the things that they need to take into consideration in, in order to make that decision? Right off the bat, I'm going to take cost out of the equation, just because many organizations are constricted by their budgets, but I don't think that it should be the main reason why an organization would select or not select open source. 
I think one of the main things is more of the technical, not only the infrastructure and what you already have in-house, but what resources do you have in-house and how familiar are they with the open source environment? Or do you need to bring a new developer in to help you with that process? And what does that mean? Because obviously the software is free. But when you're looking at developing the solution, you're going to need someone, if you're choosing community open source, to actually be there to download it and to help develop and deploy it across the organization, which can also bring up issues of scalability of what do you need the solution for? How is it being deployed? And then over time, how will it grow and will it be supported or will you have to move to a commercial version? And this goes the same in terms of if you're looking at database applications and tweaking them for data warehousing in terms of how do they scale long term and do they meet your business and data needs over time. So I would say part of it is your platform and scalability and part of it is really the people and the resources that you have on hand. And in addition to being able to develop the solution and have developers that are well-tuned to open source, they also have to be able to collaborate with the business to be able to develop the right features and functions that will support business decision-making. So from your perspective, it would be a huge red flag then if people are trying to make the argument for an open source business intelligence tool based entirely on cost. Definitely if that's all they're focusing on, because in my head, that means that they really don't understand what they're getting into. Because yeah, great, you have free software, but there's also maintenance over time. There's also, if you're paying a developer and they have to spend 100% of their time on this, and I'm just using that as an example, depending on how large the deployment is and what is required on over time to maintain these solutions. And then if you need additional hardware or supporting software, Whatever the case may be, my thing is that if you're only doing it based on price, then you probably don't understand the other aspects that go into this decision-making choice. Well, another red flag, and this is a red flag, I think, for anything that an organization does, that there's an environment that doesn't have good collaboration between business and IT, a lot of things aren't going to go well. But is it an, an even bigger red flag if you're considering open source business intelligence, if you have a real problem with that collaboration now? Is is it fair to say that an even stronger collaboration between the business and IT will be necessary if you're going to be using open source business intelligence? Yeah, I think especially if you're using the community version, that's definitely the case. Whether it's good or bad, the thing about the BI market landscape now is that a lot of organizations can implement solutions or dashboards. They might have to access data that's being managed by IT but they don't necessarily need IT specifically to manage the whole process. Whereas if you're looking at community open source, you do. So I definitely agree that if collaboration is bad, then there are probably going to be issues because if you build it, they will come. That's really not the case with business intelligence. And what ends up happening is it just kind of sits there idle if it's only being built by IT and there's no collaboration with the business to figure out not only what they want, but also what their comfort level is with technology to develop some sort of interface that makes it easy for them to interact with on their level. Before I wrap up, I want to give you an opportunity to, if there's something we haven't touched on yet that you thought was an important point related to open source business intelligence, here's your soapbox. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> In the business intelligence marketplace, we do focus a lot on the technology just because it's so software focused. And I think one of the things within open source is the same, 
because of the fact that it's very developer focused in terms of being able to interact with the solution. But more and more as business decision makers become involved in the BI solution choice and as open source becomes more robust in what it can offer both community-wise and commercially, I think that open source will play a broader part. But more important than whether an organization is looking at open source or not, I think the most important part is to make sure that business decision makers are armed with all of the information they need. So I didn't necessarily go into writing this book because I wanted to be a proponent of open source. It was more to empower decision makers with the knowledge that they need to identify whether or not this solution choice would be right for them. Well, it would be a wise decision for any business leader looking to learn more about the open source options in the business intelligence marketplace to pick up a copy of the book, Using Open Source Platforms for Business Intelligence. We have had the pleasure of talking with the author, Lindsay Wise, president and founder of Wise Analytics. Lindsay, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us on OCDQ Radio today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to OCDQ Radio. Go to ocdqblog.com forward slash podcast, where you can find links to the blog post summaries of every episode, ways to subscribe to OCDQ Radio via iTunes and a non-iTunes RSS feed, and a link to listen to OCDQ Radio on your mobile device with Stitcher Smart Radio. And you will find ways to contact me, Jim Harris, via Twitter, LinkedIn, and email. So be sure to visit ocdqblog.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for listening to OCDQ Radio. And until next time, may the data quality be with you always.